because MLB is morally, ethically, and every kind of bankrupt that there is. <laughs> Welcome to Brain Protein, a podcast about the science of becoming super swole, bro. I am joined today by Aaron and Rachel. Aaron, what is your secret to becoming a super jacked alpha male? It's easy, okay? You have to get uh, get a hold of a bunch of HGH. I am talking more HGH than you thought was actually available. And then what you need to do, okay? It's really easy, again, is you need to get... Sorry, I had a bunch of coke I had to do. You had to get you have to get a friend, okay? And your friend has to go to med school. This is all right. Yeah, this is an important point. step in get the process. Who's a great med school and he's gonna sign off and everything? You just get all that HGH and you pump it into yourself. Pump it into yourself. And then you go into CrossFit seven days a week, three four days a day, and you just fucking get swell. That's the way you do it. Eat nothing but liver, eat nothing but testicles and liver and organs. Swell. Aaron is perfectly summarized what everything in this episode is going to be. I was initially going to include Rachel in this bit, but she is wearing a CrossFit shirt. I know, right I feel now. so targeted today. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Magnus, too. <laughs> uh, I know, but it's rainbow colors, so, you know, that's That's okay. true, it is Magnus. But I, I don't go to this gym anymore, so yeah. make all hey, the uh, Also, want. by the way, Shark, good luck uh, equalizing that audio. I know, for real. Oh, yeah, I was going to include Rachel. But then I saw the shirt and was like, she might give our listeners helpful advice, which is strongly against our bylaws. <laughs> it is. It's very yeah, good against choice. the bylaws. Yeah. The bylaws have been ratified. <laughs> yeah. She might give them workout tips, which is strictly not allowed. <laughs> not not what we're here for. No. The only workout tip I can give you is, you know, if you have a workout that you want to do that day, but you're feeling kind of eh, just don't do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's, that's mm -hmm. what I do every day. <laughs> that was me yesterday and uh i spent the the day instead getting very irate at open source developers who have shitty documentation is how... why do you do that to yourself aaron well because i wanted to open the charging ports on teslas <laughs> okay fair enough redacted um <laughs> it's just a light fun and i never said that i did it did i i never said that i did it did I? Bling! <laughs> um, right. So, shockingly, there is not enough expertise on getting ripped between the three of us to run a podcast like the one we mentioned. Yeah. Um, so instead, welcome to The Right Can't Read, which is a podcast about how the right wing have done very few arts and cultures, so they yep. steal them instead. My name is Robert, and I'm joined today by Rachel and Aaron. Say the you words. Hello, hello. Usually, Umbrella. Mm. umlaut ubiquitous uranus uranus all right that's enough of you guys. so right. <laughs> <laughs> oh. so aaron rachel would you rather be dana scully or fox Mulder? dana fox. scully great i'm glad we've established this as the episode goes on i'm glad the answers were so easy <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah i mean what are the 
It's got to be Fox. Fox has a sense of wonder about the world. So you will be our alpha male believer and Rachel will be our alpha male skeptic. <laughs> oh, I don't want to <laughs> do that. <laughs> now that we've gotten that out of the way for this episode, you'll join me in cryptozoology. Well, they're real. Cryptids are real. That Dana. was my next question. Do you Scully, have a favorite you one? Need... <laughs> oh, um, hmm. favorite cryptid, Scully? Yeah. Um. Uh, what's the the hodag? <laughs> nice. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. That's that's like a I like a good regional cryptid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mothman's good. Mothman hodag is good. Is good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember watching the Mothman prophecies, the movie that was from I don't know, late nineties, early two thousand, sometime, and. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm the only person alive who has seen that. I think you might have been. <laughs> Being mildly creeped out by it as a kid, but yeah. So we all have our favorite cryptids. The American. Wait, what is your what is your uh, favorite cryptid? Objectively, Bat Boy, who's not a proper cryptid. I just love a good media hoax, especially yeah. when it intersects with cryptids. And one that's just so obviously <laughs> bullshit. That's so fucking good. <laughs> Ooh. The American political right has, of course, set out to ruin the majesty of making up fake animals, which is humankind's best quality, objectively speaking. It is. We've got a long history of this through, you know, with Herodotus, people before Herodotus. Yeah. But yeah, there's there's a lot of good bits in the histories of him just (laughs) making up weird animals. Yeah, it's the best part of being a human is you get to be like, what if horse but horn? (laughs) (laughs) what if lizard but fly exactly it's just fucking awesome um so instead of talking about any of these fun cryptids like bat boy or dragons or bigfoot or mothman we instead have to spend dragons are real though but birds aren't (laughs) that is a fact there yeah we instead have to spend today exploring the far corners of the internet in search of the elusive alpha male a hard to discover cryptid what are your two experiences with the alpha male? I assume as a nerd and a woman who does sports, they're extensive. I had a lot of nerd friends who really wanted to be alpha males. <laughs> and one I, there was this one guy who turned into a complete psychopath, which is not surprising at all. <laughs> yes. But I don't know when it was. He decided that he was going to be an alpha male. So oh. like he 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 was also overweight, but like whereas i just kind of like went eh, i guess that's fine i'll just hold it against myself for a while he chose to basically starve himself with the exception of like one meal of rice and chicken a day oh. and until he just whittled his health his weight down and just kept on that diet for i think the rest of his life that's so contrary to like uh, the whole well and then he started working out okay. and then started getting on the whole uh basically the libertarian the right oh, libertarian yeah. route <laughs> classic where it was like yeah, yeah just after during college he would pull shit like uh talk a group of people into going to a different town to go watch a movie because he, he he was he was charismatic and he had this this thing where he would talk people into doing something because he heard whatever and then like be like yeah that theater is really good we should go to that theater but it was because he had started like sexting with someone online and found out like where they lived and so he would just like oh my god 
to go hook oh. up <laughs> and then turned into heavy right winger um with the last time i heard well a couple started going on about how he's gonna show antifa what for if they come here to <laughs> score with like his guns <laughs> and then uh my one of my friends in japan was still like he ran into like stumbled into talking to him online and the guy was saying well you know the reason the japanese are okay with masks is because Never they don't have a great when you no, start a sentence like... with the reason the japanese <laughs> no he's like they don't have a sense of indiv- individual individuality and they have a soft speaking voice anyway so just <sighs> so, so every every alpha male type that i've met has been in that area that yeah, right. that's pretty similar to my experiences. Like in, in college, I was like, you know, kind of was adjacent to some of the, like the football players and I went mm-hmm. to a big 10 school. So they're like, they're huge dudes to start off with, but then like, they got to keep up their, yeah. their persona and whatever. Um, but surprisingly, not a lot of guys that I went to the CrossFit gym with were like that. It's mm-hmm. a very... I think that's an exception to like yeah. my gym versus like a lot of other CrossFit gyms. Yeah. Um, but actually I was in Coeur d'Alene last weekend that's, and I'm sorry. People were t- yeah. well. <laughs> it was a beautiful, beautiful place. Love it there. But the, I was told that um, when there were some protests or something was happening in Spokane and all of, a, all of a sudden, the people in CDA were being like, oh, now they're going to come over here. It's Antifa. Like, got to get ready, blah, blah, blah. Jesus they Christ. all lined up, like, hundreds of people with their AR-15s, all their different guns, like, strapped to their body, just, like, on the main drag of CDA, just, like, waiting for people to roll into town. Holy fuck. Well, Coeur d'Alene, I think they're, that's the area where there, there was at least one Nazi compound in yeah. recent oh. memory, right? I, I don't so. know about that. Yeah. I know that there's like a couple like <clears throat> truckloads of like guys like the Proud Boys were on their way with like a bunch of weapons. In that was fucking the awesome. The ones are there in the U-Haul. Yeah. 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 Exactly. But yeah, it it. I think that was like a big Nazi compound area. I wouldn't. I'm sure, it still it is. At all. So, yeah. but you you were in rugby too. Was there like a men's yeah. rugby team? Yeah. Yeah. And Where'd... actually, men who played rugby like the time that I was there and all the my experience, if I've met other people throughout my life, every guy has been so great. Like okay. the men's rugby culture is so like, they're so nice. They're willing to help you out. They're not overly macho. You it know, seems it's just a lot like, like really where you good go. community. It's like huge in Hawaii where I grew up. And it seems like where you go, if you want to play football, but you're not like a huge fucking asshole. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I knew a few rugby players at UT and they were cool. I didn't yeah. know if that was like a yeah. universal thing. Yeah. Seems to be. All right. So that's that's our good podcast. Field. Thanks, guys. That was yeah. a good chat. That's our field <laughs> experience with the alpha male. Yeah. Um, before we get further into this episode, I just need to clear one thing up. I will always be using he, him when I refer to alpha males as their pronoun. Well, being an asshole obviously has no gender. I do feel that all people who buy into this bullshit are honorary boys. <laughs> Yep. agreed yeah maybe that isn't their identity most of the time but if you ever utter the phrase i am an alpha uh you're male is that a women what do women do that oh for sure Mm. at least online okay i you know me i don't talk to yeah 
<laughs> okay. So just keep that in mind. Alpha males is a state of mind, not a gender identity. Um, so let's begin at the end and work our way backwards. Just for people who are blessed to not know anything about this, let's start with what is an alpha male? The did you have something you wanted to contribute there? <laughs> well, it sounded like you had more. Yes. Okay, uh, the best definition I could find was from a great article by journalist Jesse Single in New York Magazine. Uh, important note, this sounds like an endorsement by Sing Single, but they're just, they're super critical of alpha males. They're just describing how these people view themselves. Yeah. Um, quote. Important context. Yeah, important context, because it does yeah. sound like they're trying to be nice to them, but they're really not. Um, quote. Alphas get their way because they know how to, because they know not to back down. To butcher the old expression, women respond to alpha's strength by wanting them. Men respond to it by wanting to be them. But a liaison, relationship, or friendship can only occur on the alpha's terms. He neither has an inclination to compromise, nor any need to, since he can always get, let's be honest, take what he wants. Offers alpha, alphas offer few wasted words, you won't see them sputtering some nonsense about their feelings or begging others to like them. That's just how they describe themselves. Yeah. I think in, it's in our episodes about the internet, we talked a bit about like Dunning-Kruger and overconfidence, very heavy into overconfidence and just kind of like the bluff as a way to head off any competition. Mm. Oh, um, you, are, you are just calling the shots on this episode. This is... This fucking Steph See, Curry. That's way no calling shots is Babe Ruth. They don't they don't call shots in basketball, do they? Not is no. not traditionally, no, but <laughs> but yeah, it's like an overconfidence thing, um, heavy on machismo and heavy leaning into like traditional values and yeah. like the the pristine man's role of society. And it's like I, I remember uh there was some Rudyard Kipling poem that he wrote to his son. If? I think it's if. Yeah. And there there is a tendency for these types to kind of take stuff like that and turn it real dark. Yes. And uh, same with like stoicism. It's like they turn stoicism real dark instead of Marcus Aurelius <laughs> just writing in his diary, like, remember, they're going to die. Just let it go. <laughs> like That's that's the central crux of stoicism from Aurelius's perspective. But it gets turned into this whole like, oh, my God, I forgot. A real man doesn't show his, he, he, his emotions because he knows that if he doesn't show his emotions, he wins on the field of battle and everything <laughs> is a battle. I didn't include it in this episode, but I found an Instagram that. I forget what it was fucking called, but it was like stoic carnivore or something. And it was some dude, it was just Marcus Aurelius quotes over sepia tone pictures of women's asses that the like comments were about how you should only eat meat. And I was like, um, this is beautiful. This is there, why I come to the internet. <laughs> there was a bit in uh, Silicon Valley where Richard, who's like the main guy and is the CEO and just kind of this like reedy, unethical kind of nebbish dude uh he hires his former manager onto into his company but he starts getting bullied by the guy and uh one of his one of the other like main guys dinesh shows him this video it's like alpha 9000 or something and it's just this dumb heavy metal riff 
over like pictures of cars, hot women, <laughs> yeah. eagles, lions it's exa- killing. It's exactly like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So that's a pretty good summary. In short, like alphas are tough, traditional men, like you said. Uh, strong, assertive, silent leaders, not scared of anyone, all that bullshit. Think like John Wayne or Chris Kyle or Leatherface from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> <laughs> Important note, one of the people in that list is a psychotic serial killer from Texas, and the other is Leatherface from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> um, Never pass up an opportunity to take a shot at Chris Kyle. Much oh, like wait, his well, friend on. at Breaking the gun news. range. Breaking news. Ron DeSantis, uh, his Twitter, his <laughs> campaign launch on Twitter, borked itself by being on Twitter. <laughs> Did it really? Yeah, BBC headline was he just plagued with technical issues. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Oh, yeah. So, like, we obviously can't condemn this trope and the personality type, like, wholesale, strong, charismatic, leading men are, like, in some ways evocative in, like, writing and culture. Uh, Conan the Barbarian, Han Solo, (laughs) Ned Stark. (laughs) Conan the Barbarian. Not the choice I would I, I was would not have expected Conan from you. Yeah. Tell me you yeah. don't want fucking eighties, nineties. When when was Conan? Uh early eighties. Early eighties Arnold Schwarzenegger God, to just wrap you up and kill all your problems. <laughs> what is best at yeah, I had a uh <laughs> my my first job out of college um, was Con- was to be Conan? Was to be Conan. Uh, every t- it was at a uh, social work agency, and every time my boss had to go into meetings with uh, Marsha Blackburn, uh, <laughs> who was just a state rep at that time, uh, we w- I would <laughs> I would psych her up by saying, "Fredna, what is best in life?" <laughs> <laughs> she would respond in like an East Tennessee accent to crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and to hear the lament to women. <laughs> nice. Oh yes. <laughs> yeah, 82. Oh. That was when it came. All of all of these characters are great because in truth we are all somewhat drawn to the idea of having a big strong daddy to keep us safe and warm. <laughs> Rachel notwithstanding. <laughs> <laughs> Not... Barry. That that's Barry for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. However, Few tropes have been able to leap from the page and into real life as intensely as this one. So how exactly did the alpha male turn from this sort of like media stock character into one of the reasons your uncle voted for Donald Trump? (laughs) To answer this question, we need to learn biology facts. Bam, 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 biology facts. Are we all excited for biology facts? That kind of sounded more like an X-Wing. Yeah, that did sound a lot like an X-Wing. Your Star Wars is showing. My Star Wars, dude. It, It doesn't ever not show. So, to successfully track and kill the alpha male, we first have to follow his trail through our culture. While the concept of dominance has always been a staple of both biology and human interaction, alphas who dominated a social group through violence only got a strong basis in pseudoscience pretty recently. Before the bad science worked its way into the mainstream, the concept was less impactful because what some dude screams at the gym just seems less important if he doesn't have studies to back it up. Mm-hmm. In my experience, Alpha first really broke through in 1970 
when a biologist and huge fucking wolf girl named L. David Meech used the term to, used the term to describe captive wolf dominance behavior in his book, creatively titled The Wolf. <laughs> Not even trying for like a good academic title with nope. a colon, dashes. <laughs> yeah, it originally had a colon. Uh, okay. I edited out the second half of the title. Uh, what is what is the second half? It's um, it's like the wolf captive breeding behavior or something like that. There we it's go. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, okay. it's a proper academic <laughs> thing. Yeah. All right. Okay, good. Yeah. yeah. It was the first moment when, as a society, we got to fuse like pop culture macho men with something that sounded scientific and biology-y. Okay. It was a fun idea for people that wolves were all ruled by one Han Solo who beat the piss out of anyone who disagreed. <laughs> <laughs> I think Conan is probably the better thing. Han doesn't I knew Aaron always get I into fights. <laughs> doesn't always get into fights. I mean, he, he shoots shot first. first yes. I know, but it, it's not like he goes into the cantina trying to fight. He tries to get away from Greedo first. Until that happens, until that <laughs> fails, then he shoots. This is a Han He's a Sigma podcast. He's a Sigma. He's a Sigma Jesus man, fucking sure. Christ. <laughs> so hard to not get into any of that. I wrote so much of it, and I was like, none of it will be in my podcast. I will not discuss gammas or sigmas or deltas or any of that shit. I am You're not, we're not talking about Aldous Huxley's Brave New World in this episode. I almost mentioned it, um, but I cut it right before we recorded. I will not. I am an alpha male purist. I am a traditionalist. There are alphas and betas. Real internet 2015 energy. Yeah, absolutely. Anything else is blasphemy. Um, I almost got into Vox Day and all those fucking assholes. I won't do it. Man. I won't do it. You hear me, listener? I won't do it. Um, yeah. So, breath, breath. Uh, yeah. Like one big wolf daddy is like pretty heavy metal. Wolves are already cool, and we like badass man wolves who like dominate people i'm a true blood fan i understand never saw that wrong it's incredible that's what i hear it's really good to watch okay. you would I, I watched brotherhood of the wolf no that was a good movie <laughs> it was a good movie it's not true blood i did watch true blood but i don't i thought it i honestly remember there... it being about vampires and not werewolves am There's i right a, am there, I it's mostly about vampires but there is a werewolf Played by that incredibly hot guy, you know the hot guy from the movies. Um, he's 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 werewolf daddy. He's big, thick werewolf daddy, and I get it. I get what people like nice. about okay. he's, he's alpha, thick werewolf daddy, and I understand why people like it. Leonard um, Bernstein. Yeah, yeah, Leonard Bernstein <laughs> plays plays True Blood. <laughs> the Leonard Bernstein is true blood in true blood. The, the titular character of the true blood TV show. Oh, okay. I'm struggling here. Um, yeah. Well, there were two problems with Mench's science Mench. <laughs> we're doing great. We like recording on a weekday. There were two problems with Meech's scientific book. That kept the alpha concept from becoming like the pop culture icon it could be. To be clear, he was not a mensch. He was he was fine. This no, no, I have no, no basis for that. But. No L. David Meech slander. Um, the first thing that kept it from being big is that he was super wrong, and everyone <laughs> thought he was wrong very quickly, including him. 
And he was like, <laughs> and I'm sorry. Um, the second thing that got in the way was he was talking about wolves. And because he's a scientist, he wasn't like, you too could be a wolf. He was just like, <laughs> and people were like, Wolves. So the yeah. end of his book was not just a big ad for supplements. <laughs> no, he was oh, just God. like, I like wolves and here are all <laughs> things. Yeah, conclusion, I like wolves. <laughs> yeah. Which, which one some might say makes it an okay book. Okay. Um, however, the man after him was a Dutch primatologist <laughs> named Franz de Vals, and he wrote a book called Chimpanzee Politics. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, that's the correct reaction, Rachel. That's just funny because I'm very into this. when I was I was talking to someone at Aaron and I's old work a couple months ago, and she recommended that I read that book. Oh fuck and yeah! I, and I was like, I, I looked at I looked it up online. And I'm like, mm, I don't think I'm going to do that. But thank you. Why did she I, tell you to read it? Was she teaching you to be an alpha? I honestly don't know. Oh, it was because of just like how to learn how to work with the people that we used to work with at our company. That makes sense. There's there was a lot of ripping each other's faces off at that place. <laughs> oh, that's so yeah, fucking so I awesome. That's pretty weird. The next four paragraphs of this is just me ripping into anyone who recommends this book in a corporate setting. Excellent. So fuck your coworker. Uh, she, yeah, the, that was that's a weird. <laughs> it was she's been at that place for too long yeah. correct i'm glad that you know who i'm talking about yeah. already yeah <laughs> i have to go close my door real quick be back in All right. vamp 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 at least no one's tried to get you to read the black swan i is that it's a it's a bullshit business book Oh, it's like no, I've never heard of it. The, the idea is there's only one black swan in your life and you have to like put everything into finding that black swan to be fit for life. It's a stupid book. It's mm -hmm. written by an investor. All business books are yeah. stupid. They are. I have read many. They're all very dumb. <laughs> business. I've read none and I still think they're all dumb. <laughs> yeah. <Lies. laughs> I, my dad tried to get me to read several when I was in college because he thought that it would. Here's how to business. Yeah, he thought that it would make me throw away my English track <laughs> degree. I don't know. You've met my dad, Shark. That yeah. should track. Aaron was like, no, dad, I'm going into creative writing for the money. Yeah. Business decision. <laughs> Look at Stephen King. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Look at Stephen King. Now, what if you took Stephen King and made his work inaccessible and strange? Yeah. It'd be huge. I'll make so much money. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yep. Uh yeah. So Wall did a series of studies on captive chimps, and he used his findings to relate the way chimp politics work in captivity to some of the ways humans interact. It's a fine book. He's also a fine scientist. Um, I'm not coming for the guy. He's done some good work, and to the best of my knowledge, is not a weird grifter. Okay. He is pretty clear in interviews. The chimps are better people than anyone who recommends his book. Um, <laughs> but I like how all, you say all of that, but you have like a slight look of disgust on yeah, your face as you say it. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I'm about to get into people who recommend his book. <laughs> okay, great. Okay. Let's go. It's so like it's just so disgust. tainted by these recommendations yeah, that you, really you just... <laughs> when you hear the kinds of people who recommend it, you'll get it. <laughs> Is it like, well, go ahead. 
Yeah. Uh, like <laughs> most scientists, Val was not ready for how dunning people's Krugers often become. <laughs> Especially those in power. See, most influential people are experts in becoming influential people and nothing else. Mm. Congressmen, nationally syndicated reporters, and other people like that have like a cursory understanding of science at best, usually. So sun goes up, sun goes down. Tide goes but in, tide goes up. Does out. not go up, go down. Earth yeah. go round. Exactly. Welcome. Welcome, State Rep Aaron Simon. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> so very quickly, the most ill-informed and ego-driven members of our society <clears throat> started pushing this book onto their subordinates with all the gusto of a DEA agent selling crack in LA. <laughs> it, it is it similar to the whole like executives suddenly getting huge into the art of war? Absolutely. It's the okay. same guy. Mm. They haven't changed yeah. at all. Jack Welch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's big Jack Welch energy. Um, one example of a person who does this, who's even somehow worse than Jack Welch, Newt Gingrich recommended this yeah. book to all freshman congressmen in his caucus. Yeah. Is he still alive? He needs to... Newt... Yeah, he is. Newt Gingrich is rapidly becoming friend of the pod status. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> popped up in three episodes yeah. in a row. Four episodes in a row. <laughs> yeah. He, he's just like a little troll under the bridge yeah. of all bad things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, what a bastard. Yeah. Um, the Chicago Tribune published an article on the book where they contrasted scenes of the chimpanzees being chimpanzees with scenes from like a corporate office. I love that shit. That's like Koyana Scotsy. Like, is... <laughs> Why? <laughs> love it. <laughs> Experimental art documentary. <laughs> Superimpose nature and humanity. Show that really we're nothing more <laughs> than apes in captivity. <laughs> show that when you need to copy her and someone else needs to copy her it's just like two apes <laughs> and me all the meanwhile philip glass orchestration going in the back Jesus, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh. yeah so I, yeah i love that whole thing of like it's the same vibes as like yeah. seeing uh yeah there's a shot in Scotsy of like chickens being led like slaughtered and then people going into office buildings. <laughs> oh my god. That's awesome. Uh, um, yeah, so it's a cool else. movie. You should see Koyana Skazi. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Sure. So that's like the genre of person. Yeah. Um, and this just like metastasizes. And every weird fucking suit began to think of themselves as alpha males exerting their dominance in the bloody battlefield of the corporate structure. Mm-hmm. Like we said, we all know the guys. They haven't changed in the 40 years this book was published. They all suck shit. Um, this is the moment where alpha male began to become like a shorthand for men who use brutal me to achieve success in a way that a journalist writing about them finds scary, but also kind of arousing. Mm -hmm. New York Times journalists specifically. Big New York Times. Energy. New Yorker, New yeah. York Magazine. Any post that's any article that's Esquire. With like, it was a rainy day in June when I first arrived at the coffee shop where I would meet yeah. Elon Musk. That's, like that's any a of perfect, those articles. 
perfect profile, yeah. Esquire profile introduction. Yeah. He sat there in his $200 t-shirt. He seemed like he didn't care. And he, that's a very, yeah, I can't yeah. do it. You yeah. can do it, apparently, Shark. I've read so many of those fucking pieces because I want to look into the Lovecraftian abyss that is insanity. <laughs> Like you just look, just Google the word Sam Bankman freed and you will find a thousand of these fucking articles. Um, Yeah. They all come from the same, like three writing workshops. (laughs) This is how you write about people who are alive. Yeah. 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 So it's those journalists writing about those guys who all love this fucking shit. Um, And once absolute psychopaths started to believe there was some kind of scientific footing for them to be assholes, there really was no stopping this train. This is the point where the legendary alpha male had not only been documented as real, like confirmed sightings, Science. but we could all witness the alpha male when we looked at our congressman or our boss or the billboard dominance of the vocal harmony group Boys to Men in the late 90s. <laughs> or finance bros freaking out about a brunch line. Yeah. All, downtown redacted all alpha males and we could see them in our own <clears> life <throat> the cryptid was real that scully is why we have to kill the cryptid Ugh. people were like so into this that journalists wrote articles during the 2000 election about whether al gore was too much of a beta to be president oh. <laughs> the answer is apparently yes but it's a shitty <laughs> article to write oh that's <sighs> sad yeah, they're insane to read. <laughs> Apparently someone Al Gore hired was like, Al Gore is just a fucking beta and he brought me on to make him less of a beta, which is oh my God. mind-boggling. Oh. In case you're wondering if anything's ever changed. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's just a, like, a, a that's a, a worse variant of like that well you know i'd vote for that guy because i could vote i could uh see myself having a beer with him yeah mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that's what the 2000 election was yeah, alpha was. beer drinker george bush versus beta seltzer drinker al gore white wines yeah exactly <laughs> yeah and not uh and not the oakley dokley song no <laughs> it's a it's a it's a metalcore group rachel that is okay. uh themed around ned flanders quotes <laughs> <laughs> and they all dress like <gasps> ned flanders oh my god <laughs> wow incredible that's good to know that metal that is very serious music for very serious people yes so the problem now was that even though the alpha male like concretely existed you could see him in the wild he still couldn't like make the jump into like widespread acceptance of his reality because what we really needed for it to break into the mainstream was for you to be able to have a personal relationship with the alpha male. You need to yeah. like know you need yeah. he needs to be in your heart. Yeah. Yeah. He needs to be in your living room criticizing every choice that you make. Yeah. And that's how you know a cryptid is real. Yeah. <laughs> And there was only one man who could help the alpha male make the jump from a creature slithering silently through the halls of power to in our own living room. And that man was, big scare quotes, journalist Neil Strauss. Do either of you know Mm, Neil Strauss? Yeah, Yeah, real shithead. (laughs) Yeah. You want to tell us a little about Neil Strauss? No. 
Okay. Well, <laughs> you can. You might not know Neil Strauss, Rachel, but you probably have heard of a book called The Game. Sounds familiar. Keep going. Even if you don't 100% know it, I can assure you it has at least ruined one night out that you've had yeah. in your life. Um, the Game was is living proof that journalists are the grave diggers of democracy. You can write all the wonky shit in the world, but it is never going to sell as some nerd's book about fucking women in LA in the early 2000s. It just won't. This is a book where Neil learns how to pick up women by following the advice of an unstable pickup artist and Chris Angel impersonator named Mystery. Now yes. it's sounding familiar. Yes. 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 Now I know. <laughs> I was I was just sitting here Waiting gripping the sides of my desk for Mystery. <laughs> oh God. Yep. Honestly, I couldn't remember if Neil Strauss was Mystery's actual name or not because they're no. so. Closely intertwined in my brain. But. Yeah. Okay, Neil, so this guy, Neil Strauss, wrote this book. Yeah, yeah. and Neil wow. Strauss was okay. like, I'm a dorky dude. I don't do well with women. I'm going to give up and just learn from one of these pickup artists. So he goes to... He, he tried a, a hitch. Yeah, he, he tried to okay. do a hitch. But yeah. like without any of the charisma of Will Smith. Yeah. Um, also, very good reference, Aaron. I'm proud of Thank you. you. I, know. I never saw it, but I know that it exists. You never saw it. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> I take it back. Aaron was like, I have read the Wikipedia page of this romantic comedy. I am relatable. Um, yeah. So I don't think I'm, I'm under... very fun at parties. <laughs> I don't think I'm overselling here when I say that Mystery is one of the most influential people of the past 25 years. Real shithead, but you are correct. Yeah, if you have ever been a woman at a bar or near a woman at a bar. Watched women at a bar. Yeah. Mystery has had a large impact on your life. Some of his great ideas, the things he popularized are peacocking. Do we know peacocking? Yeah. Yep, you wear something ostentatious. So women are like, hey, nice. Wasn't top his hat. thing like that he had, yeah. yeah, a top hat or something? And platform shoes, even though he was 6'6. Oh my God, wow. The thought being that like women Bold. would come up to you and oh. be like, hey, you're seven two, wanna fuck? Which I don't understand. All I can my think God. of is just every motherfucker at a concert who has stood directly in front of me. So I'm looking at their back because they are six five. That's me, yeah. listener. He's talking <laughs> about me. He's trying to coo me. <laughs> 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 I don't think we've been at a concert together, so you have not yet been able to pull this shit. I will stand in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> he also popularized negging. Are we familiar with yeah. negging? Yes, unfortunately. Oh, you know about negging? That's that's really oh, yes. sweet that you know about that. I'm impressed. Yeah. I didn't think he would be, you know, <laughs> smart enough to know about that. <laughs> That's negging, listener. That's yeah. It's fine. it's it's kind of a bummer that like people think gaslighting is negging. Yeah. Like it seems like yeah. the 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 term gaslighting has vagified to an extent that it it's being replaced for negging, negging now. Yeah. yeah. Where it, yeah. you know, I don't know. It's a different thing and the movie it comes from is really good. What movie does it? Gaslight Oh, I thought you were yeah. talking, talking about negging. I no. Like, I was like, no. negging the movie? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. You should watch uh, Gaslight, though. It's really yeah, good. It's with, uh, what's her name? The uh, uh, murder she wrote wrote woman. She was very young. Anyway, yeah. good movie. Yeah. Uh, he also was like a big proponent of like bro culture and just like, bro down with chicks the bros. with the boys. 
Um, yeah. And of course, mystery really emphasizes the need to be an alpha male. Yeah. He says that being an alpha male is like being in control of all social situations. And that to have sex with women you meet in the club at 2 a.m., you need to be an alpha male. My experience of being at a bar at 2 a.m. is that if you want to have sex with someone else who is there at a bar at 2 a.m., you need to be alive. Um, <laughs> but I've been wrong before. Apparently, Neil Strauss knows something I don't. I don't remember the last time I was at a bar at 2 a.m. <laughs> yes, me neither. But yeah. in college, you would just be at the bar at 2 a.m. And you'd look around and you'd be like, we're all here at 2 a.m. That was not me. I did not stay out that late. <laughs> I was back at friends' places watching Steven Seagal movies. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh. And your exit line of, hi, it's 10 o'clock. Would you like to come back to my friend's place and watch Steven Seagal movies in North? <laughs> hey, we, do you want to watch On Deadly Ground? <laughs> oh. He's got a really pictured PowerPoint presentation at the end about how we should protect wildlife. He kills a dude with a chicken bone. I wouldn't do that. I'm not going to kill you with a chicken bone. <laughs> yeah. So the game was an absurdly successful book, which is depressing as a writer, as writers on this call, that we will never write something as successful as the game. There was um, a, an offshoot of this whole fucking thing that was like, um, some motherfucker on on Reddit who made a bunch of posts that went viral, I guess. And he wrote a couple of books that were as skeezy as this. Yeah. But like he he got a little bit of clout because he wasn't as overtly toxic as mystery as mystery. Yeah. But yeah, just the whole ecosystem that came out of this fucker. Just shit. The pickup artist ecosystem is just the yeah. worst. Yeah. Oh, my favorite yeah. thing from the game is there's this guy who's like a hypnotist who says he gets women by doing hypnotism. That's not and, consent. And he, there's this scene where they're like a restaurant and there's a hot waitress and he tells the waitress like, look at me. Now think of someone you want to have sex with. And like, look at me again. And then the waitress walks away and he like explains how he hypnotized her to make her think he's a Oh, it's even dumber than I thought it would be. The funniest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. Because I've worked in restaurants long enough to know that woman went to the back and was like, I have the worst fucking table in the whole world. Is this guy just Dennis from It's Always Sunny? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And he's like in his 40s when he does this. Dennis. Yeah, it is unacceptable. Um, yeah, so I guess the, the Dennis method is just a riff on the this. Yeah, yeah. So the book is like super successful, and it takes the alpha from like this exclusive creature squatting in penthouse high rises into a cryptid that can turn you into one of its kind. It made the jump from Bigfoot to Body Snatcher. Yeah, if Body Snatchers took like a fuckload of pre workout. Um, most of our society chose to do the same thing with the game. And sometime in the early 2010s, we just erased the aughts from our collective memory. <laughs> 1999, 2010. Yeah, which is which is what we should do. Yeah. We can forget about those entire 10 years, except for the game Bioshock and the Michael Jordan-esque run that the Mountain yeah. Goats had 
in their albums from 2001 to 2000. A lot of good All flogging of which albums, a lot of good dropkick albums. That's fair. So Go- like Gojira the, had some good stuff. Most of their good stuff was in the 2000s. So Bioshock, folk punk, and metal music were the only yeah, things we can remember. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we'll we'll leave it at that. So by the time we got to 2010, it looked like the Alpha's attempt to take over the world by turning us all into one of them had failed. The power of forgetfulness and the lameness of pickup artists seemed like way too big an obstacle for even a creature of its power to overcome. But as fortune would have it, a new group of people were rising (laughs) and bringing the cult of the Alpha back to its former glory. A cohort even less insightful than congressmen and corporate CEOs. That is not possible. (laughs) Instagram influencers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's fair mm, yeah. i was walking down the street earlier and uh you know there's this window open and all i could see was like just that specific kind of like plants and window hanging that <laughs> were like quilted or crocheted or some shit and i was like i know exactly how everything looks in that apartment yeah i hate it <laughs> There's like a live, laugh, love poster, uh-huh. but it's on like driftwood that they got handmade on Etsy. Oh. They have that Ikea print of London where everything's black and white except for oh, one of the bosses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. They're like, I, I just love to travel. It's great. This is, I like London a lot. The, I haven't been there, but I will. The vague sound of Lana Del Rey's worst yeah. music comes out of the window. Yep. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. They've got a bumper sticker on there. It's either a Kia (laughs) or like a Fiesta or a Fiesta. And it says Volkswagen bug if they're really bougie. Very new ones, though. Yeah. And the bumper sticker says the mountains are calling and I must go. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Next to coexist. Next to coexist. And then like the blue equal sign. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to be reading a sexy one. Mm, yeah. yeah 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 what yeah. Is, the blue equal sign i think that's yeah, just like a marriage equality that. thing right i think that's what that is you it's still see the human it. rights campaign i think is it okay i think all right what's super know. funny it, about that is i it's like a i think it's a marriage equality thing like you're saying rachel like i think that's what it thing. started yeah yeah and every person is a member of the queer community and every person in the queer community i've asked has been like i think it's but like it's <laughs> yeah, never it's known what unfair. the fuck is going on no it is it is no. a it is an Aaron Sorkin liberal thing yeah. where it's like, I subscribe, I send NPR and this group <laughs> money every month. And that means I'm an activist. <laughs> yeah. I just love all of the like gays I've ever like hung out with. have been like, I think it's about us. I think it's an us thing. <laughs> Direct um, action is when you send money to NPR and vote. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Was never explicitly told, but yeah. Yeah, I didn't get the memo. I wasn't updated. <laughs> the email chain did not work. Um, well, they're they're still on AOL yeah. chat rooms, so you got to sign up for those. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, so I'm not like a granddad who came here to rant about influencers. That's my job. Yeah, that's why we have Aaron on this podcast. <laughs> um, that was literally the next line. <laughs> Yes! <laughs> Just call him the shots. You are you're Babe Ruth set. here. You're fucking incredible. Um, <laughs> if you want to be hot in a van or a mid-tier writer blocking your way through Europe or 
a sex toy aficionado posting thirst content. <laughs> Fine. I don't care. That's what I should have done. Been a sex the, toy the, aficionado? Nailed it. The the mid-tier writer blogging through Europe. Yeah. Should have done. I tried that. I wrote, uh, I started this series when I was still in grad school called The Canterbury Tales Part Dith. I'm going to make a prediction here, which is Aaron tries to be a normal blogger and writes like an increasingly weird piece. Yep. Uh, <laughs> it started off with just, like it was me as as the protagonist, as like, you know, the protagonist narrator. He, he can't and even then, pretend it's a blog. Me is the protagonist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then it just immediately split into different facets of my personality where the other bits of where the other major characters and they then they all had to tell each other stories and that was the narrative framing device and that was my blog i don't know why it didn't get successful <laughs> i don't know why you keep saying that my stuff is inaccessible i think it's very accessible <laughs> <gasps> I mean, you're definitely coming at it from a new angle, the whole travel blogging thing. So you got that going for you. That's what I thought, but whatever. Yeah. As someone who exclusively writes mass market material, I'm <laughs> criticizing you. Um, yeah, being an influencer is fine. But please, for the love of God, fucking stay in your lane. <laughs> Don't be like Bill Maher. But then everyone just becomes van life, Shark. That's it's like how everything becomes crab. Every every blogger just be every influencer just becomes van life. I'm I'm totally fine with that. I'm not because they clutter up all of the fucking streets in my neighborhood with their giant Mercedes vans. If you if all of the content on the internet was just how <laughs> you can be a retiree and fix your marriage by traveling to Arizona in a van, <laughs> or how to pick up the most possible STDs as a climber in coastal California. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine content. Those people uh, are fine. That's that's charitable. Um, <laughs> the other possibility, if that isn't everything that's on the internet, if you're an influencer who branches out, is that you become some fucking freak yelling on the internet about how your diet plan or your exercise routine or your goddamn bedtime habits turn you into an alpha and how they can turn other people into an alpha too. Dave Bautista in Glass Onion. Yeah, you turn into Dave Bautista in Glass Onion, 100%. Yeah. God yeah. bless <laughs> that man, friend of the pod, Dave Bautista, who's also mm -hmm. been mentioned in like every episode. <laughs> yeah. That's the one unproblematic swole king. Yeah, there was this, the, the profile thing. Did you read the profile of Dave Bautista? No. Oh, God, it was the same, the same syntax, the same language. It was like, I met Dave Bautista in a in a swanky bar. He looked really uncomfortable as he was trying to stand, trying not to stand out. But how can a man like Dave Bautista not stand out? Yeah, and just, yeah same awesome. fucking yeah, every profile is the same. It's I fucking hate that like particular <laughs> style of uh, writing. Yep. I blame Brett Easton Ellis. I think he kicked off that style a lot. It was a Thursday afternoon in central Manhattan when I met Elizabeth Holmes at a coffee shop that was unassuming but upscale. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just so fucked up because like Brett East, I'm gonna get on a soapbox about <laughs> Brett Sinellis now. Like his main thing, the only reason people know about this guy is American Psycho, which it's is fine. A, a satire 
of Brad Easton Ellis without him realizing that it's a yes. satire about him, that he wrote a satire about it. Yeah. Such a weird, infuriating troll of a man. When I was in college, one of my best friends was a huge fan of American Psycho and like didn't get the satire. And now oh. he's a lawyer in Colorado Springs. Oh, um, no. <laughs> like you are, you are the psycho from the America movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. From the America movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the like. I think there's like two priests of alpha, two high priests of alpha male influencers, two like popes that represent the two kinds of influencer you can be in this case. One is the estimable Dr. Professor Jordan B. Peterson. Yeah. Up uh, yours, well, moralists. Yes. <laughs> he is the reasonable sounding academic seeming alpha male grifter. Up yours, well, moralists. <laughs> <laughs> like anytime you say reasonable you say up yours <laughs> moral it's so good oh. he like wraps his beliefs about alpha males and like pseudoscience and Jungian spirituality and the lobster things. is a creature of <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly like other yeah. things that like people who don't know a lot are like Fine. He sounds smart. I'm not going to think about it. Yeah. The best example of this is that he talks about how lobsters get serotonin yep. from fighting each other, like you were yep. saying. Uh, this. God, did I write this episode? I know you're, you're on it. <laughs> and that, like, lobsters get serotonin, so humans should engage in dominance battles like lobsters. Uh, like, it, it sort of tracks if you're not, like, thinking about it. And you're going just, to say, if you don't put any thought at yeah, all, yeah. But it. even like, yeah. Rachel, like as Shark was saying that, you were just shaking your yeah. head and like yeah. just like no, this is wrong. Because yeah, Rachel, like I know about Jordan B. Peterson, I have seen his stuff on Twitter. I've watched one of his videos, but I don't remember like any specific lobster references. <laughs> yeah. But that's all I need. Well, I'm like, I understand yeah. this man's whole ethos. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You need to watch him for like ten minutes max. Yeah. Yeah. Rachel correctly identified as I was talking that um, lobsters and human beings have almost nothing in common. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, if you do this, then you then are just like a lobster. Yeah, if you make hands. the little, yeah, you're little like a lobster. Hands. Also, when I when I uh, when I was in high school, I had confused Sebastian for a lobster because oh, I had not yeah. seen Little Mermaid at all. And I stood up in front of a class and I said, if Sebastian is a crab, may God strike me down. <laughs> and and people... it was the next day the clinical depression set in. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you never stop to think about anything, um, Lobster fights and getting that blonde at the bar to sleep with you could be related, I guess. If you just don't think. You just yeah. fucking go for it. No thoughts, head empty. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's in a suit. He seems sciencey. He uses big words. Whatever. Um. That means he's smart. Yeah, that means he's smart. If you wear smooth suit, that means smart. And he's Canadian, yeah, yeah. Better than American. And he sounds like Kermit the Frog. And Kermit is smart. That's true. All facts. Yeah. Um, well, he's like the best example of this like respectable alpha male grift. It's the same for like any of the intellectual dark webbers, like Ben Shapiro, Sam yeah. Harris, any of those fuckboys. 
Crowder. Um, Crowder, yeah, exactly. I'm going to sit here, drink my whiskey that I obviously hate, smoke a cigar that I hate even more, <laughs> and have a gun strapped to me. I am Steven Crowder, and I only refuse to enslave my wife because it's illegal in the state of Texas. <laughs> Which means Texas is not right-wing enough. <laughs> the crazy like a mike yeah. tyson level insane interview from steven crowder um <laughs> ooh. yeah oh that might be a fun like pick me up is just go back and watch some of like mike tyson's pre-fight things single greatest interview <laughs> humanly possible yeah he once yells at someone that he will eat their fucking kids <laughs> just like the other boxer just doesn't know how to respond. <laughs> like, what do you even say? You don't. <laughs> you don't I'll say. Eat your fucking kids. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> Incredible, man. That was not an Ip Man 3. No. Surprisingly. Should have been, though. Should have been. Should have um, been. Yeah, so, like, these suit types are, like, the gateway body snatchers. They lure you mm. into the van. Um <laughs> Ben Shapiro driving the van. Yeah. (laughs) Richard Jordan Peterson snatching people off the street. Yeah, he's like, look, I sound smart. Get in my van. And then people are like, yes. And (laughs) the problem with these people, though, is that once you're in the van, they're like fundamentally boring people that don't have a They don't like anything. Yeah. They just want money. Yeah. We'll get into like why the boring details of why they're wrong later in the episode. But the people you want to talk about, the people that keep you in the fan, the true cultists of the Alpha are not the real. The true cultists are the unhinged Bacchic worshippers of being an Alpha man. Every Redditor that you have ever read a comment from and thought, what the fuck? Yeah, like, what the fuck is going on? I I, I read a comment on a, on a, it's, it's the subreddit called Dads Who Did Not Want Pets. And it is a great subreddit. And there was a post about a guy who was holding a dog like it was a baby and the dog was asleep on his shoulder. And the post was like, oh, he didn't even want this dog. And this fucking maniac is like, you have a true alpha male there. I bet he was. I bet he was a Russian gangster. I can tell. (laughs) And the the, the poster is like, it's my husband and he's from Northern California. (laughs) The guy responds or the person, whoever songs he's keeping secrets from you i've seen those tattoos those are prison tattoos jesus christ he is visibly eurasian visibly eurasian this, everyone on reddit is just like one bad day away from being a character in disco elysium <laughs> jesus fucking christ he's visibly eurasian it was insane this i guarantee really into alpha male shit so there is someone who epitomized this kind of unhinged weirdo and I have put his Instagram in the chat. All right, Barry. It is yeah, I, know. The... I was looking at Barry. He's just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> not an alpha, Barry. No, absolutely not. He's a true Sigma male. <laughs> no, not on this podcast, Aaron. We cannot get into it. We do have, we don't have enough time. It is yeah, a we finite do. resource. <laughs> we are being pulled towards the underworld. And I will not discuss Sigma males. <laughs> so... Rachel has a look of horror that I can only assume is because I have put the Liver King's yeah. Instagram in the chat. Rachel, oh could you describe to me some of the things you were seeing? Um, in every single, okay, not every single post, but almost all of his posts are him shirtless. 
I mean, he has huge muscles. It's fine. But like one of them obviously is steroid he, muscles. Uh, me, like, just. <laughs> yeah, yeah. His, his. Fucking I forgot what he looks CEO like. That is of the ancestral lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. Like, ugh. this man is. Disgusting. I have heard about him, but I've never seen him before. And I'm, I'm a little bit sad that you just showed me him. Of the ancestral lifestyle. Like, what? Yeah. I, I, now I know behind behind the bastards just did a series or did a series about this guy a while ago. Oh, but yeah. I want to spend a, just a moment or two about the ancestral lifestyle thing. People had like two sources of food most of the time, and that was heavily dependent on weather. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. There's this one post that. <laughs> It looks like, I think it's a video, but I can't play it right now, but it looks like he's standing on a jet ski and like steering with one hand and has like a hatchet in his other hand. Yeah, no, that was a big part of, ans- of ancestral part culture. Of yeah. Uh, yeah. If you look in the Makes Torah sense. in Leviticus 73.22, that's like the section that goes into how you should ride jet skis on the Sabbath. <laughs> and what that means about how to hatchet a dolphin to death so you could bring it back. Uh, he is awesome. <laughs> he is an unhinged weirdo who takes like a ton of steroids and then takes videos of himself eating raw liver to be like, I don't eat, I don't take tons of steroids. I'm an alpha and alphas eat only. Uh, Does he yell in every single video? Absolutely. Fucking loser. Yeah. I, I know more than one person who went down that hole and started a raw meat diet. Yes. Ew. Yeah. May, really? I, may I link you to a second Instagram page for your viewing yes, pleasure? This oh, is, the is one this I one you were talking about? The episode, God. But I saw it when I clicked back through to the Liver King, and it's fucking incredible. What? If you could read the caption, someone, please, that'd be great. Aaron? <laughs> All right, so the bio, Carnivore Aurelius, copyright. Yeah, copyright, Carnivore Aurelius. Yeah, not medical advice. <laughs> Throw your multivitamin in the trash and eat the most magical food in the world, beef liver. And then try my crisps below. They are beef liver chips, in case you were wondering. Um, Most of so... this page, which has 666,000 followers. Is nice an advertisement for oh, his liver is, chips. This is great. One and, cow produces over 550 pounds of beef, 30 pounds of organs, and 100 pounds of fat. That is over 1 million extremely nutritious calories. Assuming an American eats 2,000 calories a day, just one cow can feed one person for 500 days. Please tell me again how this is unsustainable. You know, refrigeration. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you can't just let the meat hang out. You Wrong, gotta, Aaron. You fermented. Uh, and fuck you but i also like that a lot of these posts are like just his tweets <laughs> superimposed on weird like there's a like white families yeah the family from one of the families from the movie midsummer no uh, it well it's not oh it's yeah, not they, that, do look, they, yeah they do look like the family like they'd be in midsummer yeah yeah <sighs> it's great these people but are great there's one that i don't understand that's right in the middle how to tan without sunscreen well you see she's hot yeah mm, it's the butt yeah stop fucking thinking rachel <laughs> that's alphas don't think rachel <laughs> they just uh, alphas no, act no, no. you see hot girl you click hot girl you learn how to tan without sunscreen exactly oh yeah yeah these people are just like the most insane weirdos that humankind has oh offer. here you go 
ladies, delete your dating apps. They are full of soy boy simps. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Go to the grocery store and look confused in the meat section <laughs> instead. Oh my god. All of meat-eating men dying to help you decide between ribeye and New York strip. Oh I'm just imagining god. like the meat section in my neighborhood Safeway. <laughs> that is routinely filled with people suffering from multiple mental breakdowns at the same time. <laughs> And I just don't believe that every single man in the meat section of their grocery store knows the how to cook no. the different cuts of meat or even like the best Fuck way. No. You know what I mean? No, I, know like, what, I don't like I, I don't trust anybody. I know what I like over others, but mostly it's just like, do I want to deal with the bone? Yeah. <laughs> or like, is this one good for a roast or is this one good for yeah. like a steak? And the answer whatever. is if it's big, sure, put it in a roast. I don't know. <laughs> the only person you can trust to give you advice in the meat aisle. Is a Laser short is a fiddler on the roof. Yes, <laughs> is a the short grandma. woman in a Carhartt jacket. The side of her heads are shaved, and she's got a nose ring. Everyone else has no fucking idea what they're talking about grilling, except for no, Laser I, Wolf I, from Fiddler on the Roof. That's fair. Okay. Also, I mean grandmas. <laughs> yes, grandmas. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> Rachel's no skipping over. Uh, you haven't, yeah. One day, one day you'll watch Fiddler I mean, on the Roof. I have one seen day. it. He's the butcher, the oh, butcher, okay. laser wolf, Mazeltov, Mazeltov, friend of the pod, Fiddler <laughs> on the Roof, which we have to mention every episode. It's in our contract. Um, <laughs> oh, here's another good one. Everyone is waking up to what a massive scam birth control is, and it is beautiful to see. He is an insane. All of these people yeah. are insane people. And it asked me to log in, and I... good call. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. So what does that have to do with Marcus Aurelius? Literally nothing. They just love <laughs> marble statues. Mm. Um, <laughs> smooth. So like this is <laughs> Rachel contemplating how she's gonna go stand in the meat section of her grocery store <laughs> and look confused. Rachel was broken. <laughs> there was there was a specific look on your face. It's like, oh, I've I've crossed the threshold and I am now insane. <laughs> oh yeah. They are not fun. Um so this is like where we're at today. The alpha is alive and well marauding through a culture where most men eat nothing but beef liver. Um the science is in, the alpha is real. And he is good to us, and we can become him. Um, I, I don't like that you positioned Fox Mulder as being someone who would believe in this earlier, even if it was for an <laughs> intro joke. I don't like that. It's <laughs> a framing make that device. Point. I don't care. I don't like it, and I want that to be on the record. <laughs> Have you seen Californication? David Duchovny would be into this. <sighs> but he also I... played a trans one in Twin, in Twin Peaks. I always forget. Yeah. So, could it... Could it be that he's an actor pretending yes, to have that's, I was going to go down that route and I was like, I don't no one. I, I, I just envisioned the fucking tweet that I, or a text I'm going to get from one of my friends who listens to this episode and comments on every dumb thing I say. <laughs> and he texts me I'm like, the I don't Lord's know. work. <laughs> As anyone who's never recorded themselves, themselves talk for two hours isn't aware if you listen to yourself talk for two straight hours, you're a fucking idiot for some percentage of that time. 
he uh well we had a pot he and i had a podcast together a while ago but he refused to deviate from the outline oh no like he <laughs> would not go off the script <laughs> he was the ultimate straight man <laughs> that's awesome he was the egon to your bill murray absolutely <laughs> <laughs> oh all right so this is hard news to break but the problem with alphas as a concept is that they aren't real i'm sorry to tell you fox <sighs> scully's right on this one although you have if we're going with this whole x-files thing you have to remember that in nearly every episode scully was proven wrong and that's where we get to my caveat section all right <laughs> <laughs> I, did i write this script <laughs> <laughs> First, we have to begin with the tragic story of wolf girl L. David Mead. So he's the field biologist who studied the wolves in captivity and captivity-like conditions. He discovered that these wolves were competing for limited resources and engaged in brutal fights for dominance that resulted in rigid hierarchy. Objectively true. Objectively good science. Um, he then went on to discover that wolves in the wild act very differently. They lived in family units where alphas were simply a parent that looks out for its children. While there is a dominance hierarchy, if you turn dominance hierarchy into such a vague term that it's meaningless, it was mostly just a caring like parent-child relationship. And Meech would go on to say later in his career that using the term alpha didn't add anything to the wolf relationship and should be like stricken from any discussion of wolves. Again, wolves are cool. Yeah, wolves are cool. Yeah. yeah. Now, what do we know about the uh hierarchical standings of coyotes? Because as, as a city boy, I don't run into wolves, but I see coyotes fairly frequently. I don't know yeah, much true. about coyotes, but everything I've seen from them makes me think that they're all Kropotkin reading egalitarian anarchists. <laughs> Hell yes, coyotes. They, That's why Barry always wants to go say hi when we see a coyote in the morning. They look dirty. They seem like they're having fun. They eat out of dumpsters. All the people yeah, just I know like that. Unbridled chaos. Yeah. yeah. I've loved everyone I know who leads that lifestyle. <laughs> Listen, go pet a coyote. Um, <laughs> yeah. So Meech is a scientist trying his best. He like even contacts the original publisher of his book. And he's like, please stop selling this book. <laughs> <laughs> good at least yeah and they're he like tried. and they're like no fuck you we own this book <laughs> this book is something like hotcakes yeah. jack welch read it <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly so meach goes on a fucking crusade to prove himself wrong <laughs> and spends the rest of his life just like bashing his first book and being like i was wrong anyone who believes it is wrong don't read the book it fucking sucks that's not be the most like pure science thing. Yeah. Like it's you're not beautiful. Gonna, yeah, you're not gonna hear Neil deGrasse Tyson do this. No. Mm. No, absolutely not. <laughs> no. But fucking L. David Meach deserves yeah. our respect as a man who has spent his career shitting on himself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sure. When L. David Meach does it, it's respectable. When I do it, it's <laughs> sad. And Aaron, you need therapy. <laughs> Well, make a choice. <laughs> maybe if you write a bestseller about wolves. <laughs> Ooh, my favorite thing in the world is shitting on how inaccessible your short fiction is. 
<laughs> when I am in the process of finishing a short fiction piece about a girl who finds the source of rain. <laughs> Not the rain where she lives. Rain is a concept. Rain in general, yeah. There is no dialogue, and it is yeah. unreadable. Good. Yeah, that's... <laughs> I'm glad to see that we write the same kind of things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was one story I wrote, and I was really pissed because I couldn't take away the five lines of dialogue <laughs> I had in it. <laughs> and it was like real Cormac McCarthy dialogue, where it was like five words in a sentence, <laughs> and it was like... Not real full sentences, just kind of like uh, <laughs> stuff. Dialogue is an accessible medium, and therefore but that one bad. got published, motherfucker. That one got published. Damn. So eat shit. <laughs> Aaron declines to mention that it was published in Weird Inaccessible Fiction Quarterly. <laughs> God, I wish that magazine existed. <laughs> yeah, we'd both be in fucking business, baby. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> making $18 a story. Shark, <laughs> let's start a magazine. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. So, Meech is like a nutshell version of the archetypal story of the alpha cryptid. Science, especially science about biological creatures, is complicated. Um, It is hard to create a meaningful method for doing observations, much less draw definitive conclusions from those observations. However, the problem with things like this, things that are complicated, is that it does not sell. Complexity does not sell. Mm -hmm. The first bit where you're like, wolf daddy question mark? That's the thing that sells. <laughs> um, <clears throat> if you want to learn how to live your life like a wolf because you like nature or are a furry, the idea that wolves have a variety of nuanced social interactions is way harder to build your life around than the concept you're, of Big Strong Daddy. You're missing a third. Third. And that is metallic. That's fair. Of Wolf and Man is not a nuanced song. <laughs> no. They like Big Strong Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> the same is true in all the primate research. <clears throat> Chimps are often held up as some of the most brutal creatures in the animal kingdom. And to, yeah, yeah, face-ripping monsters, right? <laughs> and to some extent, that is definitely true. One example of chimp brutality made famous by Jane Goodall is the Gombe Chimp War, where one tribe of chimps committed an actual act of genocide on another tribe of chimps that were once a part of their own tribe. It's fucking brutal. They you kill them all. the commune. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Up against the wall, comrade. <laughs> However, primatologist M.W. Forrester spent time in the same park where the Gombe Chimp Massacre happened and observed that social grooming behavior was the most viable path to becoming an alpha, quote-unquote. Kindness and being altruistic was an incredibly effective strategy for chimps to become dominant, also scare quotes. Um, which isn't exactly the way we picture an alpha in our culture no. at all. No, you, you don't see uh, dudes who call themselves alpha going out and feeding the homeless. Yeah. You, you see them going out and trying to burn down the tents of the homeless. Yeah, but bull <clears throat> is a viable strategy to become an alpha chimpanzee. Um, and the problem with that 
is that social dynamics be complicated and there are no clear lessons. They do be complicated. <laughs> the same is obviously true in humans. That's why I don't go to bars. It's too complicated. Too complicated. Too complicated. Humans are hardwired to listen to or want to be around. Whether humans are hardwired to listen to or want to be around hyper-dominant people is a testable hypothesis that people have tested. One great study done at Santa Clara University was a derivation of a previous study that concluded that people like dominant behavior and are sexually attracted to it. I think this study is great because it shows how it's complicated. Like it's hard to draw conclusions mm. from. To summarize, subjects were given three paragraphs and each of the paragraphs started like this. Quote, John is 5'10 tall, 165 pounds. He's been playing tennis for one year and is currently enrolled in an intermediate tennis class. Despite his limited amount of training, he's a very coordinated tennis player who has won 60% of his matches, end quote. The control group of the study only read these lines. So they only find out that John is 5'10", 165, and decent at tennis. Then there was another group where they were read a paragraph after this one about how dominant John is, is as a tennis player. How he like psychologically controls the game to get to that 60% win rate. He shoots his opponent's wife and kids. Yeah. I'll eat your fucking kids. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was a third group where they read about how John is like submissive and people can get in his head, but he's an incredibly skilled tennis player. So he wins 60% of the games despite that fact. Um, Dominant John was seen as a little more attractive than submissive John, but the John in the control group was seen as more attractive than either of the Johns. Mm. Mm. That's really interesting. Yeah, it is super interesting, right? Blank slate John is better, is best. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this is because when they started like analyzing the individual adjectives that people found attractive in the passages, Traits like confident were what the women in the study rated as the attractive adjective with dominant John, whereas a trait like assertive was rated really lowly, whereas okay. like sensitive was seen as an equally attractive trait in submissive John as confident was in dominant John. So it was <laughs> so like people have a wide variety of adjectives they find attractive and not attractive. <laughs> My point here yeah. is that being a leader in a social group, as anyone who doesn't like social groups know, is super fucking complicated and unclear. Confidence yeah. is attractive, but like, does being a super confident dungeon master because of your improv training make you an alpha male that people want to fuck? No, because you went to <laughs> improv training. Yeah. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Good improv, Aaron. Fuck. <laughs> Yeah, it hasn't in my experience. That is correct. <laughs> if anything, they can take your campaign. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what the study concludes is that there are some traditionally dominant traits that people find attractive, but they're amplified when they are coupled with pro-social, traditionally submissive traits that make someone likable. In the immortal words of Bo Burnham, quote, you want a guy that's sweet, a guy that's stuff, a feminist who likes to pay for stuff, the kind of guy who gets along with your friends without being attracted to any of them, end quote. And that makes sense. It isn't a bug. It's not like some bad part of psychology. It's a feature. 
Attraction and social cohesion are influenced by a ton of factors, and they should be. We want people who fit in well in a variety of contexts as a partner. Someone who has the confidence to help us with our problems, even though they have incomplete data. Someone who has the necessary humbleness to admit when they're wrong, but still speaks their mind. To reiterate and quote the great philosopher Levine, it is complicated. What is this? Aaron missed the reference. What is this? Afro Levine? Avril Levine. Okay. I thought that was an Avril Levine thing. See, I got that. You said yeah, I didn't. I you you said I missed it, but I didn't. I, I got was, it. I'm a smart man. It was my birthday this past weekend, and I was having yeah, dinner hey, with my birthday. Hey, thanks. And I was having dinner with my family. We went out to sushi, and there was a smooth jazz cover of Avril Levine's It's Complicated playing through the entire <laughs> meal. And I lost Lovely. my fucking mind. I was slowly going insane. Was it like on, was it a band or was it like a speaker? It was like a speaker. And I resisted all dinner. Yeah. I resisted all dinner from being like, is anyone else hearing what's going on right now? <laughs> but it's so fitting that it's, it's in a sushi restaurant or like yeah. a place that serves in, to like In Santa Fe perfect. too. Like that's perfect. Wait, now hold on. When I was down there and I pitched going to that wonderful like crab boil restaurant, I totally serious. You said, oh, no seafood this far <laughs> inland. And yet Aaron pitched going to a crab boil restaurant in a strip mall in the desert. Mm, yeah. Not usually good results from, uh, from that. I will eat seafood in the desert, but only if the building is not connected to another building. <laughs> they need to have that kind of money. <laughs> it had four walls. It had a ceiling. It was connected to a pizza place. <laughs> yeah, you know, they just get the pepperoni. <laughs> yeah. That's an important thing of a crab boil. You need the spice. <laughs> I, I will not humor you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so in short the alpha cryptid is a mirage created by incomplete access to data and humans desire to come up with clear rules to help us navigate like complicated moments it's way easier to say to yourself if i have big muscles that girl will like me or if i tell people what to do they'll respect me then to be left like rudderless to navigate the complicated seas of being a human being. We want a guiding star and we want it to work every single time. There like isn't fundamentally shame in this. We all do it. That's why the tax way that it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, for instance, find cynicism to be an incredibly attractive quality in people. That is why Aaron and I hang out. <laughs> and so have built my whole personality around being a critical little cunt. <laughs> that's where you get the best jokes though yeah yeah and and some people do like that and every time someone likes it i get that little hit of serotonin and i'm like yeah. what i'm doing is right i should be <laughs> less accessible and more difficult to deal with it works i have too many friends <laughs> a friend of mine said you need to be more obnoxious about your politics and i said i try <laughs> <laughs> But unfortunately for Aaron and I, we occasionally recognize this isn't the only way to live. And so combat this natural tendency towards being curmudgeonly. Your mileage may vary. Sometimes you need to make compromise. Yeah. And that's what's so... You, I can't 
oftentimes at work, I tell people, don't let people, don't put people in the position where they can disappoint you because they will every time. <laughs> I can't say that every meeting, though. I can only say that a few meetings <laughs> every week. <laughs> or I can only <laughs> remind people to set your expectations of workloads as low as you possibly can. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. What's scary about the alpha male shit or any other theory of social interaction is that they are like by their nature theories of everything. Yeah. And anytime you do, you run across like someone who starts talking about their theory of social interaction, just get the fuck out of that room. Yeah. Run. As like fast that's bad. as you can. Nothing good's coming out of that. Like that's that's either you're either talking to a 15 year old. Yeah. Or someone with the brain of a 15-year-old. And either way, it's not going to be good. Because they are taking an incredibly complicated topic and flattening it yeah. into, I can hypnotize my waitress. Like, exactly. it's always that, like... there, there was, Yeah, nah, I'm not going into that. That was, <laughs> that was more, like, arcane, ar archaic Reddit <laughs> history yeah. that we don't need to talk about. And everything from, like, archaic Reddit, archaic Reddit people... <laughs> to behavioral economists at the University of Chicago. Yeah. Anyone who's like, here's a thing that explains how all people do all things. Yeah. And just shut the fuck up forever. Yep. Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> Rachel, do you have thoughts? You're you're I have already, so you're... many thoughts, but no, hit us with your I, thoughts, please. I don't know. It's like, I mean, it, the people who gravitate and like hold on to these like alpha male ideas of like how to act how to pick up girls like whatever it, it's like why don't we teach people to like be a little bit more like introspective or like nice just be nice like that's a huge huge thing of like if you're trying to pick up someone at a bar and you're just <laughs> nice to them or you ask them questions about them instead of coming up and talking about yourself like what a concept like like that's a that's a great i just that's so nerd shit yeah nerd Rachel, shit if you'd read the game you'd know that you take a piece of lint out of your pocket and put it on a girl's jacket and then pick it off oh my and God, make fun of ew. her mm -hmm. and that's how you pick <gasps> that's up how you, that's how you show that you are the best mate in the room <laughs> but it's also like if you're trying to be like in control like one way like you don't you don't have to show that you're in control. Like if it. But it's, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like brutally insecure people trying to like find a way to appear not. That is 100% yeah, like right. The easy button. But it's like yeah. if you just spent a little bit of time on yourself or like no. thought about things a little bit more. No. It's. it's I mean. No. All. Girls are the same, and if yeah. I push the same, sorry, buttons, sorry, Shark, you're, like you're using the it's females, okay? Oh, All yeah, females, females are the same. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, and the females the just think this way, but males think, think this, this way. way. That's why the male option. I hate that. I can't get over that. No, Aaron, it's like, men and females. Men and you got females. No, I because I I remember a lot of I don't know, maybe it's changed, but when when. <sighs> Never mind. It doesn't fucking matter. It's all stupid as shit. My wife's favorite genre of internet thing is like compilations of posts from men <laughs> who like clearly don't understand that women exist. It's just Ferengi. 
Yeah, it is it's, the Ferengi. It's the fucking Ferengi. Like, you let your females have clothing. Like, it's just... And there's one that lives rent-free in our brain at this house, which is one guy posted that men and women have different razors because women's skin is thinner, and using a man's razor would, like, tomahawk skin her. What? And <laughs> I can't stop thinking about it, that he's just, like, out right now voting and putting doorknobs in his mouth like, <laughs> like out there right now oh my god uh... <laughs> and he's so into this alpha male shit i guarantee it yes oh. emails i mean now rachel as female on call <laughs> yeah you would be tomahawked Correct. <laughs> yeah, if you if you used a male's razor. Yeah, if you used I've a Gillette Mach seventeen. <laughs> Since I was probably fifteen, I've only used men's razors, and I'm still here. My skin's intact. Kick yes. off call. Kick off call. Siri, how do I block from Zoom? <laughs> for those at home, Rachel. For those at home, listener, Rachel does have skin. I can see it in the call. Yes. Despite using a men's razor. Yeah. Skin still attached. Um. Yeah. So this now thing about like compressing complex things into incredibly simple sound bites that reinforce your own worldview brings us to the sad part of the episode. The rest was lovely. I, I, but thought, we this... were, I thought this was supposed to be a palate oh, cleanser. No. <laughs> this is much like well, when I tried to write about first person shooters and oh. instead wrote about Book and Walt. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry. I don't think any of us are cut out to write palate cleanser episodes. <laughs> I don't think so. No. So far, we've had Alpha, we've had Rachel <laughs> trying to write about drag and instead about trans people being genocided, and me trying to write about first person shooters and instead writing about Nazis. My only, my only I, conception of what a palate cleanser up to, up episode could be is pretending to be George Lucas. <laughs> and unproblematic <laughs> king with no darkness inside him George no Lucas. darkness no honestly i think we hit it with the conspiracy theories and there's just like one and done palette cleanser that's all we get <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's fair that's that's the yeah. only one yeah <laughs> oh, yeah right. so tell us sad things yeah, yeah. <sighs> so people who flatten the gender dynamic into one very easy to understand interaction where men are always one way and women are always another and those are the only two genders you're not gonna go about with the 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 manifestos are you oh aaron predicts it again <laughs> what do you know about incels friend <laughs> <laughs> incels are you friends with any incels do you guys like incels no, thank God. That is like the one group that I, I do not count in any friend circle. I, and furries. I don't think I know. You were at the redacted protest. You know lots of furries. All right, that's a good point. <laughs> and they are the best of us. That's um, a good point. <laughs> incels, Rachel? Nope. Nice. Good for you. I don't know. Um, yeah. yeah. Wrong time. Um, yeah. The incel movement, for those of you who don't know. Is a largely male social movement that centers around the idea that largely some... male. There are. Yeah, I was going to say. So is there the, any, but... the term incel actually started out in a blog written by a woman 
about the difficulties of being a less attractive woman and like how that interacts with other identities. It started out as like a left-wing term that got co-opted by the right. Play the title of the podcast. Huh. Um, yeah. Wild. Yeah. Right. And she like had good points. Um, so it's a largely male movement. Huh. Um, that centers around the idea that some men are not viable mates for women because of their innate physical and physiolog because of their innate physiological characteristics. It's just a they think about it about themselves. Yeah, right. it's yeah, it's almost always about themselves. It's like because they haven't had a girlfriend by age twelve, they yeah. think that they are just never yeah. going to find. Absolutely, someone. yeah. And That's the cool. whole like thought of the movement centers around like taking pictures of conventionally attractive men. That's right, and, and doing doing some light phrenology. <laughs> yeah, and being like, look at Chris Hemsworth's brow ridge. It's so much better than mine. It's an eighth of an inch in yeah. some direction. Um, just... The jawline. Yeah. Exquisite. Yeah. It's all it, about the jawline and brow ridge. And yep. Nose width. <laughs> it centers around the idea that like when a woman who's attracted to men comes to a bar and sees a man, she like immediately takes out like a slide rule and a compass and like in her head does some math. <sighs> That's like, just, I have to say before you keep going, it's just the stupidest thing I've ever heard. So. Yes. Yes. That is a great disclaimer. It's the dumbest fucking thing in the whole world. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and this is I'm gonna go get more whiskey. I'll be right back. <laughs> you you guys keep okay. Going. Wait, I want wine. Okay, <laughs> well, we're taking a break. <laughs> Alcohol break. <laughs> and we're back. All right, hold on. You wanna see Winnie? Yeah. There she is. Oh Winnie. Oh. Hi, Winnie. Yeah. Good dog. So, cells. Yay! Um, <laughs> our favorite. I, I I want you to know that I wound up not going with with whiskey and Slivovitz. Absolutely. Oh, nice. not. So slum brandy. <laughs> and a lot of the incels ideas like center around the concept light phrenology. Yes, <laughs> and this light phrenology is to explain that there are alphas, which they refer to as chads. And betas. <laughs> God damn it! Ah! <laughs> it's like the stupid. Ah, if there's one, ugh, the fucking like rage comic bullshit language that came out of the fucking aughts. That's just so slack jawed, stupid as shit. That has led to these that stupid motherfucking Chad comic that's on every goddamn subreddit. You can't stop it because it's there. You're gonna, it's gonna be like fucking. Oh, I'm just gonna go. To, I don't know. R slash weather. Oh shit, Chad thunderstorm versus the beta tornado or some <laughs> crap. God damn it. That's the proper reaction. Yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so there are chads, also known as alphas, and betas, and chads get girls because of light phrenology. Um, Wait, do the betas get a name? I am a hack and a fraud, so I, I did I not don't. look it up. I, I know that every time I see one of these, it's I know like that, Becky's is that like no, the female female chads or Stacy's? Stacy, that's what. Oh uh, yeah, that, that's funny. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's a whole fucking thing. Which, which why? Like, because the only t- cultural touchstone that I can think is Stacy's mom, but that's not about Stacy. That's about her mom who's got it going on. 
Well, Aaron, <laughs> one can logically assume that if Stacy's mom had it going on, that eventually Stacy would also have it going on. If you believe in phrenology. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, not knowing anything about people being called Stacy because I just learned about it two seconds ago, I would just assume that it it's like from like, I don't know, the cheerleader tropes in high school movies. You yeah, know what I mean? Like that's yeah. probably popular that, pretty girl. I think that's what it is. Barry has character. <gasps> to comfort you. Harold. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. alphas and betas and alphas sleep with alphas and betas don't sleep with anybody. If you Google this for like one more second. You'll find like a whole. Um, excuse me, I take issue with this classification. For an Alduous Huxley's novel, Brave New World, it is not the betas who are at the lowest rungs of society. It is the deltas. Yeah, yeah, and there's a fucking sci-fi author called Vox Day who wrote a piece that's just like the taxonomy of where you fit into what he refers to as the socio-sexual hierarchy. And I almost got into it, but we won't. We won't on my podcast, <laughs> damn it. I will not talk about Sigma males. I refuse. God, um, I, I know. Hold the line, Shark. Hold the line. Long dead, but my God, I wonder if that man would could see what was happening today and be like, I made a he horrible mistake. himself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um... So, like, these people are the dark side of the simplification of human interaction. They're not fun dudes on the internet who eat raw liver that we can all laugh at. No. Um, they are people who take the same logic that, like, men are men and women are women, and they have innate bio biology that makes them do things that they can't control. And then they somehow take an incredibly shitty concept and make it worse. Um <laughs> This is where I would, unfortunately, like to discuss the story of Elliot Roger. Yeah. Do either of you know who Elliot Roger is? The name rings a bell, but I don't know at the moment. He's like I'm the sure fucking hero me. of these shitheads. He is. Um, Recorded or wrote a manifesto before a mass killing. He's and, an especially, yeah. he's a story especially close to me because I have a lot of friends who lived in Santa Barbara at the time it happened. Yeah. Um, Roger was a really fucked up kid who thought that women would not sleep with him because of phrenology. Um, he wasn't an alpha in his own mind and unfuckable because of that. This like belief about simple, simplifying human social interaction grew into a hopelessness and that hopelessness grew into a hatred of women. This hatred. It's just, sorry, go, no, on. go ahead. It's, it's like, it's really sad because it's like, no matter how weird you are or like yeah. how niche your interests are or like whatever it is like there is also probably someone else that feels yeah. the same Absolutely. way and it's like even on a different thing like there was when i was in um it's like you're just grad... boxing yourself into a little box I'm yeah sorry, well it's like also like when i was in grad school like i i there was this girl who was into me and i was psyching myself out about it because i i self-destructive mindset and <laughs> I was warping out about it, and my friend, it was, we were at a pub, and my friend, like, caught on, like, I was having, like, a breakdown for some <laughs> for some stupid reason, and he, and he was like, you know, sex isn't that important, and I was like, well, that's not what I'm worried about, I'm worried about just saying something stupid, but thank you, and it's just like, I, I feel like every one of these guys just needs that friend in the pub to just catch on that something's wrong and be like, 
it's not a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. No, like get out of your head. Yeah. Just talk to him like a normal human yeah. being. Yeah. Like, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. 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 You don't need to look like a fucking Hemsworth. No. Or and you don't look even like if a people Hemsworth. have even if people have like, look a, like a, a negative interaction. <laughs> okay, Aaron, let's calm down. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sorry. No, I because it's like this a lot of what we what we talked about with like the internet stuff. We're like the Warhammers, my episode. And this <laughs> apparently like, like like this is very much like there but for the grace of God thing. Yeah. Like if I, like Robert Evans talked about it a bit in some of his too, like you know, as a deeply nerdy dude, there were a lot of points where things could have gone really poorly if, like, I didn't have the friends that I did when I was young. And I feel like it's real easy to not have those people. And that's what's so fucking sad, disheartening, and anger-inducing about this stuff. Is like, yeah. it shouldn't be easy to fall into this trap yeah. that mm -hmm. happens. In yeah. For instance, if we maybe social skills or the yeah. humanities as a society for even one fucking second or like you know encouraged community building in ways mm -hmm. that weren't like the, the fucking rotarians yeah or solely structured around churches or something like mm -hmm. like allowed more community. room for mistakes and creativity yeah. and trying something new and yeah. like... be a human being and not yeah. just a resource yeah I don't think you know how to maximize profits, guys. Um <laughs> I motherfucker. There I got I got so pissed off. Because like Redacted was doing this ballot initiative to try and do like a capital gains tax and to fund eviction representation. And it got voted down, of course. Like by 85%. Yeah. And I was talking to someone who you and I used to work with, Rachel, and I'm gonna let you guess at who it was after and after the call, who was like well, I don't think it's well thought out. And I said, that's a bullshit excuse because the ballot measure is never going to be. <laughs> no, they're it's, never it's well It's just, out. no, it's just, you have to do something. And then she, then this person said like, all right, fine. But like, isn't it, don't, won't I be paying taxes on selling my house then? And I said, well, yes, but it's 0.75%. Hmm. Who cares? It's fine. My God, that you're going to have to pay $700. And that money is going to go to ensuring that someone has a fucking lawyer to go against a goddamn landlord. Mm. And she's like, well, I don't know. You used to say you're a socialist, you fucking lib. So no, I don't know how to maximize profit. I and... like that my palate episode, palate cleanser episode is the one that's fully pushed Aaron into madness. <laughs> Oh, mission accomplished. We just can't do these things well. No. <laughs> no, no, we don't. No. Um, my my palate cleanse episode is just going to be a series of tones. <laughs> yeah, there's no way that could go wrong. <laughs> oh, yeah. So let's talk about incels some fucking more. <laughs> when we, when Elliot Rogers started to believe in those categories and. <laughs> that belief started leeching out into his life. He was a beta who'd never get girls, so why even try? This immediately got very dark. Yeah. And that hatred of women grew into a plan. Rogers wanted revenge because his worldview made him think that human interaction was just this like one thing that could never change. And that's a hopeless feeling. That's a desperate yeah. feeling. 
that's prime doomerism. Yeah, it's it's full black pill. Yeah. Um, and so on May 23rd, 2014, Rogers left his house and began a killing spree in Santa Barbara that resulted in the death of six people. The original target was a sorority. He failed to get in. Um, so he just killed people kind of loose on the street. Um, and it's bad. Bold yeah. stance. Elliot Roger, bad. Um, <laughs> Bold stance here on this pod. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Taking up a crusade. I think it's worth discussing because the simplification of super complex topics is a staple of conservative belief systems. Hmm. All you have to do is look at the rights rhetoric on criminal justice or gender or sexuality or art. Or even a concept as broad as fucking morality to see that simple good bad dichotomies are often the core of conservative ideologies. I do want to come out at this point and say I'm not a moral relativist. There are some things that are bad. Some I'm actions disgusting. are shitty regardless of context. Who do you think you are? <laughs> to condemn anything? Yes. <laughs> However, I think it is important to split some hairs here. <laughs> Because I think the beliefs that are a recognition of the complicated factors that make things the way they are, are not simplifying the factors. Gender is an incredibly complicated and personal topic that people should interact with in whatever way they see fit. That's a good thing to believe. You can believe that and still think that turf should get a brick. Some people need a brick in it. Some people need a brick and you can that's our motto here yeah. at the right can't read. Yeah. You can acknowledge the complexity of an issue and come out at the end with a strongly held moral conviction, but you have to acknowledge the complexity of the issue. Um, criminal justice, complicated, needs a variety of approaches to deal with people who harm their community. ACAP, you can hold these two things. Mm. Capitalism is bad for reasons that people write thousands of pages about is still bad. <laughs> um, the issue is not like flattening the moral opinion or coming up with like a definitive stance at the end of it. It's when we flatten issues into simple binaries or trinaries or any grouping that doesn't represent the complexity of the issues at hand. That's when we create simple worldviews that are self-reinforcing and almost impervious to data. You can find countless stories of incels who are not celibate but have like girlfriends and people who sleep with them and still believe in the biological fuck hierarchy. They simply believe that the women who fuck them are wrong. They're sleeping That's with a... awful. It's intense. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's intense. Like it degrades their view of the women they're with. They, like, mm -hmm. believe in the biological fuck hierarchy, and the women who sleep with them don't have the, like, important understanding of it, and so are lesser, because they would sleep with them. It doesn't, like, disprove the fuck hierarchy. It, like, reinforces it and makes them shittier to the women in their lives. Wait, I'm com I don't get it. I'm confused. It's an extent. So here, here's my immediate connection to other things, is, like, the bullshit men egoism chauvinism of like yeah my wife's an idiot <laughs> and you know she thinks that i'm great but she doesn't realize how stupid i am so i'm just taking advantage of her that like yeah. that kind of thing that's that's what i'm mm. 
clicking it's, with in my brain and, and then yeah yeah exactly it's the idea yeah. that like the woman who's sleeping with me is a low value woman who doesn't understand the social hierarchy because she's sleeping with a low value man so she's mm. only doing it because she's an idiot who doesn't get that like she should try to sleep with alphas and she's settling for beta cuck me it doesn't like disprove the dog shit opinion it reinforces it it's it, it they they see it as finding having found a loophole yeah and that loophole is coincidentally that it's just it's more misogyny yeah <laughs> how can i mean you can't how can you have a relate a, a well yeah it's, it's a, a shitty relationship. relationship is too strong of a word, but <laughs> yeah. like, how can you yeah even i don't know yeah. shitty pairing is- because you clearly then don't value the person that you're with absolutely like, not j- yeah mm. yeah like mm. and the simplification creates a cycle that leads towards this increasing detachment from consensus reality and increases the misogyny and increases the likelihood to do violence because even if a woman sleeps with you that's because you should have disdain for her because she's like innately not getting the truth so like there is no if they don't if a woman doesn't sleep with you you should become bitter if they do sleep with you you should become more disdainful and like the more and more these incels dehumanize women the more and more they're like driven towards violent behavior yeah you can't like there isn't enough personal growth that they could do there isn't enough anything that they could do because no one could rationally choose to be with them yeah it's like self-fulfilling yep yeah except just self-fulfilling prophecies that lead to just death yeah yeah which is if you're going by greek plays every self-fulfill every prophecy (laughs) and that's kind of my point like when you create a world system there are no exceptions and that's bad like you can't you shouldn't create a theory of social interaction because like you can filter any social interaction through that theory no matter what a woman does in the mind of an incel, she will, through their logic, big quotes there, um, be turned into a robot acting only on instinct. And her instinct might be wrong, but that's all she's doing. Which, if you think that, are women truly people, is like the end point of that, like logic. And you can fill, you can replace women and incels here with like Ronald Reagan and criminals. Yeah. Um, or like, anyone in florida and the trans community or like the point is that like you create these theories these overarching theories of everything about how things interact and the end stage of any of those beliefs is always dehumanization because when you have a theory of everything people aren't like independent actors doing their own thing yep it's it so i'm rereading uh foundation the asimov novel and then gonna go into yeah. um and i'm like I'm I'm going through it again. I'm like, oh, this is a great book. I love this. And it's a fun read. And I'm I'm I keep thinking about <clears throat> um one thing that we didn't talk about in the cyber libertarians stuff is like how people like Elon Musk and uh what's this, Jack Dorsey and all those guys also kind of ascribe to this view of having a a theory that describes the world but also the future of humanity. And yeah. justifying all of their actions through this theory that says that if they acquire this wealth and do these certain things, 
they, like the God Emperor Leto II, can spread humanity across the universe where it can never be destroyed, except unlike Leto II, they are not willing to 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 to, to fuse themselves with sandworms and continuously clone <laughs> Duncan Ida. But it, it's the this, this same thing. <laughs> Spoilers for God Emperor of Dune, I guess. It's the same thing of like just the worldview. Just, you're, you're taking the wrong lessons from every possible philosophy or yeah. fiction or whatever. It's like with Foundation, the whole premise is there's a guy who is able to make like good guesses and prediction predictions of humanity at a broad scale based on how people react as a group in big situations. But they're missing the fact that the A, it's fiction <laughs> and and B, it's like he's doing it for the better service of humanity through this through the 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 lens of like we need to preserve art and science and all of the things that make humanity great, which are those things and not I want to fuck. <laughs> and so the lessons that these guys are taking are like, I want to get that worldview, but apply it to, I don't know, going to the club at 2 a.m. And it's just so fucking stupid because you, you, you can't talk to people who like sci-fi without running into this shit. Yeah. Yeah. And I forget who it is, but it might've been Margaret Kiljoy. There's someone who I love on the internet who said that like there's two reactions when you encounter something that doesn't fit into your worldview. One is to be like, huh, cool, and ask questions. Yeah. And the other is to be like, ew, gross. Let's and go back to the, the start of this episode with the one good scientist who spent his entire career yeah. saying that he was wrong. Yeah. It's like, that's the scientific method, is like if you are presented with evidence that does not fit into your initial hypothesis – you and you 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 investigate it you you engage an inquiry and then you yeah. reconstruct the worldview if it needs it instead of not not doing that and then flipping the fuck out yeah and the problem with conservatism is it develops these bulletproof ideologies yeah. like why is homosexuality wrong well it's in the bible how do we know the bible's true cuz god says it how do we know that god's real cuz i have a personal experience and it's like oh there's no critique here. There's like yeah. no methodology by which to no. deal with complexity. No. Mm -hmm. Why would you do that? And like, I've had these conversations. Like I did graduate work in Bible study. Did you I get in a like, fight? Did you get into a fight at that bar again, Shark? Always. And it's like, <laughs> and I go to these people and I'm like, well, Hebrew is a fucking complicated language. And we Especially don't know ancient that, Hebrew. Yeah. We're not so we even talking about modern Hebrew. No, we don't know what that passage really means. And they're yeah. like, well, my pastor says. And it's like, this Your is pastor the... is not a Jew from <laughs> 500 yeah. BC. Yeah, <laughs> does not even speak Hebrew. <laughs> and it's like, this is the problem with conservative ideology. You have to fight these bulletproof thoughts, these closed loops, because you need to be able to come to someone's sexuality or gender or race and have that oh that's interesting reaction that expands your worldview rather than trying to incorporate it in a closed loop that already exists because if you do that mm -hmm. you wind up like elliot roger it just like spirals and you get to the logical conclusion because there's nothing that bumps you off track yeah so palette cleansed are we feeling cleansed fam? Super cool. Uh -huh. Yeah.
It's like yep. I am as cleansed as the targets in Hitman, where <laughs> I I poison sushi and then I get a little achievement that says you killed them creatively. Like, uh, that's my cleansed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no feelings anymore. So that's cleansed. Yeah. <laughs> I am like uh, Christian Bale in Equilibrium before <laughs> he hears Beethoven's Ninth. <laughs> Isn't Sean Bean in that one too? I think that was Sean Bean too. Sean Bean died. It. It's not that. Uh, he dies in every movie. Yeah. It's one not of my favorite parts about this, about writing episodes for this podcast, is being like, okay, so I've gotten to the point in the script where I either have to talk about someone who hates the Jews or women. And this is going to be great for one of my co-hosts. Because <laughs> there's only two kinds of guys. And they're usually the same guy. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Just the other day, like, I was thinking about, I guess this is, like, touching on more broadly, but, like, how when you're growing up, I mean, I grew up Catholic, but I guess this could go for Christianity in general. Like, as a kid, you have genuine curiosity, and you're asking why, and, like, you know, you're, like, eager to, like, learn more and, like, find out why, and then all, you're just, like, shut down with, because God said so, or, like, you just, this is the way it is, so it's, like, some people, like, I don't know if people carry that on in their lives outside of church, like, just, you're not, I think no questions. Thing to- yeah. <laughs> you know? Or like how like I, I really also don't understand how the church can um how they square with uh like evolution and like scientific fact. I'm well, obviously that's a lie. Like, Come on, Rachel, it's like step you know up. what I mean? Like if you're trying to remain relevant in today's society, like did I have I don't told you, you about you have to have answers to that question? Like did, well, have I told <laughs> did I tell you about the the biology the sophomore high school biology thing that I went through? Okay. I don't think when, so. This was in Smyrna, Tennessee, a bastion of knowledge. Aaron went to high school in like 1840. <laughs> <laughs> the well, what was the, the was it Scopes? Was, was that Scopes the Monkey Trial? Yeah. Anyway, um, I don't. Was that in Tennessee? That, was that? That Kentucky? was in Tennessee. It was yeah. Kentucky. I it oh, was, was it Kentucky? No, it was Tennessee. All right. Yeah. Sure. Fine. <laughs> it's the same state. It doesn't matter. It's the same state. So we. It was soft. We're here in high school and we get to the the evolution uh module and the teacher's like well i don't want to teach this but the state says i have to and so we're gonna have to talk about evolution and the kid in front of me starts booing (laughs) so the answer yes so the answer of how how do they stay relevant is they don't give a shit (laughs) yeah at least yeah, Southern Baptists don't give a shit. I don't know about other denominations. And I mean, like, makes sense. I don't know. Like, I, I it, there's a lot of weirdness with the Dalai Lama, <laughs> but like, there was a question about uh, this was a long time ago about like what would if if something had been proven about the nature of reality that ran contradictory to Buddhism, what would you say? And you'd be like, well, I guess we would have to rethink our understanding of reality, then, wouldn't we? <laughs> And it's like, that's a good response to have. And yeah, I don't know. You, I mean, I I can only speak from an upbringing through reform with all of the squiffiness that comes from reform. But like that one, at least that brand uh, was pretty open to questioning 
and challenging thought. But I'm sure like if you were to talk to someone from Chabad or another like black hat Orthodox community, it would be very different. Mm. It's just anytime you get an orthodoxy in a religion, it's just that is the worldview. And I think that's like regardless of what Spinoza says, because remember, Spinoza is not accepted here. And I think that's like conservatism <laughs> in a nutshell. It's an orthodoxy constructor and like mm-hmm. various opinions of life. Yeah. Like orthodoxy bad. Orthodoxy bad. You hear mm-hmm. that, Marxist Leninists? You guys are bad. Absolutely. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. Every time I'm in a DSA meeting and redacted, and I look over and I see the multiple Marxist caucuses <laughs> with their big banners that say we're a Marxist caucus. The left-wing <sighs> conservatives. Yeah. Jesus. What if we did leftism, but without any of the fun? <laughs> <laughs> what if we did leftism, but we really wanted to worship a dude with a beard? Yeah. <laughs> so we kept the dude with the beard. What if we did leftism, but we still purged the Jews and the gays? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus What if we Christ. did leftism and refused to change anything about the way economics works yeah. and the way that society at large employs and interacts with people? Oh, God, they're horrible. Yeah. Like orthodoxy don't make don't it don't do it don't do it no. not even once not even once yeah once is all it takes yeah and the, like the... it just oh it just reminds me of like i had this professor in college who i was doing the bible with we were like reading cover to cover whole fucking yeah. thing and oh we were God. like in a class Impressive. yeah we were in a class and someone we came up like we came up against that question of like you know it's not great to women <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not a it's not a good book for women um and someone was like how do i as a female person like deal with this and the professor sits back and he sort of like thinks for a second and he goes the problem with the bible is it's a great it's a terrible book if you look for answers and a great book if you search for questions and I think that there's like Rachel's not. Rachel does not like that. <laughs> no, this runs no. Catholic counter to Catholic upbringing. <laughs> and he said that like the Bible is horrible to women, and that we should like question the social structures that created a book that were hard that was horrible was, to women. Was this the Jewish professor you had? Yes, he was. Jewish, I knew it. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> yeah. definitely not Catholic. Yeah, but his whole point was okay. like. That makes more sense. Anything yeah. you come to in the Bible where you're like, wait, I don't like this. Like, dig into that and be yeah. like, why don't I like this? And what was it about this book that made it be written that way? And then what, what, what? Yeah, exactly. That. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like a great methodology by which to deal yeah. with literally anything. Yeah. Like if you find something you find that's, gross, be like, why is this gross? That's the crux of analysis in yeah. literature. Yeah. Is like you, you I I taught I I don't do well with trying to make a point in conversation because I get frustrated and become Larry David. <laughs> <laughs> and like when it when it comes to books I like that gets amplified even more. And it's like Dune, which surprise to anyone listening, I like Dune a lot. <laughs> um, I, I was, think that's also been referenced in every podcast. Yeah, every in front of the pod, episode. Dune. <laughs> um, like, there's, I was talking to a couple of friends and they're like, oh, I don't under, I hated that 
Paul is just the white savior and that I was like, but he's not. And like, well, I don't I don't get that. I was like, well, did you read the book? And like, no, I just watched the movie. I was like, well, OK, there's a second part in the book that picks up where the movie left off. But also all of the things that you're saying right there are there for a reason. And you should question what that is. And that's just kind of the way you interact with literature. Yeah. And that's what makes an art instead of, you know, Stephen King, which I like. I like Stephen King. Like, it's a fun, he's a fun writer to just pick up and like, and then you're done. But like, there's not a lot that you're going to read Salem's Lot and be like, what does this say about the discomfort of being a vampire in New England in the 70s? That doesn't track. <laughs> But it's like the analysis portion comes into play when you're reading something that is heavy and seems to be doing one thing, but also doing another thing. It's like, well, why is it doing that? And you start thinking and the brain is a thinking machine it, and, and we need to destroy computers. You should not make a machine in the image of a man. Mintats are the way forward. Uh, Aaron has gone from talking about Dune to doing a Dune. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, no. it's just very fucking frustrating. Because like when we're recording this is like the writer's strike going on right now. Yeah. And on top of all the streaming rights and more like payment stuff that is at the crux of the strike, there is also the ever-growing concern about AI. And you have companies that are trying, like outright trying to create a a an era AI program that can create a long form narrative. And they know, and studio heads know that AI is never going to be able to create that kind of art that will make you question things. But th that's not the goal. The goal is to create something that's on par with the Marvel Cinematic Universe or or mm -hmm. Michael Bay. And the thing Something about that will the, make them money. Yeah. And the thing about those movies is that they employ a lot of people behind the scenes. And the goal of this all is to cut those people out and replace them with machines. So what I'm getting at is you should donate to the entertainment writers, the, the entertainment community fund, support the writer's strike. Don't go to new movies while the strike is going on. Don't watch new shit that's premiering on streaming. Stand in solidarity. So, Aaron, if you were a good Marxist, you would know that what you were talking about was the investment of dead capital and the degradation of living capital as expressed in Capital Volume 1. I've fallen asleep and I have be I have woken up and become a capitalist. <laughs> <laughs> so repulsive is that, is that phrasing. <laughs> I have put... That's just... I'm putting on the guise <laughs> of being an economist so that I sound serious. Okay, um, I just had... Can I circle back to, like, Elliot absolutely. Rogers really quick? <laughs> no, but I'm call. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just had a thought. It might be really <laughs> stupid, but, like, the, like, conservatives are all about, like, stop being so soft and, like, pull yourself up by your fucking bootstraps and, like, blah, 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 blah. So it's, like... Why why can't these people who are like, you know, steps away from not steps, that's whatever. Like people who are like incels, like why why aren't the conservatives like going after them? You know what I mean? Like they're yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well so they're you're... extremely soft. <laughs> they are so they are extremely soft. It is they're true. in 
in the recent behind the bastard stuff about Andrew Tate. Yeah, it's, yeah. Robert Evans goes into that a little bit. Like Andrew Tate starts eating the incel move yeah. a bit and like playing up his alphaness and trying to take like rip down the incels. So it's like they're doing that mm-hmm. okay. because the Ouroboros of destructive conservatism <laughs> must continue. The snake must eat itself. So they are in answer to your question. It's just like your this... analysis is accurate, Rachel. <laughs> I want to say good, but I don't think it's a it's not a good I, none of this know. is good. Humanity is no. not good. Humanity no, not, should not have not been good. allowed to exist. We should have the, no no should not have been Everything allowed to get onto to the decline land. when it yeah when yeah. we started becoming a patriarchy. Yep. Ancestors like should have been eaten by megalodons. I like yeah. how we still have megalodons today. Yeah, we'd still have megalodons. The Meg could have been a documentary. <laughs> Made by other Megs, because all the humans yes. have been gone. Nothing but, oops, all Megs. <laughs> I like that we talked about the Elliot Rogers story. Rachel was like, hey, here's an Elliot Roger question. And then we decided that what we have now is a lateral move. <laughs> yeah which is not wrong but is scary yeah yeah so uh what lessons are there shark on today's episode we learned um (laughs) yeah what what are our action items to close out the podcast (laughs) just like when you come across someone who you think is weird ask some questions and you can still condemn them at the end of that conversation but condemn them because they suck shit and not because you're confused by how they live their life. Mm. I think like you could also more broadly, like just encourage people around you to show humanity. Yeah. Toward mm-hmm. each other. Like if there is a toxic one of, well, they're all right. One of the many toxic things about the internet is that it breeds a lack of humanity. Instead of just saying, oh, that's a cute picture of a dog asleep on a dude, for whatever reason, the ini- the initial compulsion is to comment, oh, that he's visibly Eurasian. And you don't get from zero to visibly Eurasian. You, there, there, is, there are gears that need to shift, and you can put the stop that by showing <laughs> humanity. I don't and, know. And if... You ever encounter a theory of everything guy, someone who's like, here's how men and women interact, or here's what gender is, or here's how sexuality works. Whenever you encounter one of those guys, just kick them in the nuts. Just (laughs) as hard as you can. You have two options. Show humanity or kick them in the nuts. (laughs) Yeah. And don't do the first one to theory of everything, guys. Yeah, it's just theory of everything, guys. Ooh. Do things like <sighs> have really dark opinions about women, or Post, try oh, he to... looks visibly Eurasian on yeah, the internet. Have answers to the Jewish question. <laughs> yeah, these are theory of everything, guys. And just don't, just yeah. No. Maybe pass them the num- number of your therapist or something. Yeah, so. yeah that's a good point. Uh, take them to it. Well, maybe not, don't take them, but point them in the direction of an Alestorm concert so they can see that people of all stripes and genders and sexualities can go 
all have fun in the mosh pit and it's gonna be fine yep so palette cleansed